This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to another episode of The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions and do what? Well, provide you with free medical advice. Now, if you would like some free medical advice, you can always contact me by emailing me directly at droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic dot com. Or you can call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. The Turtle Healing Band Clinic is actually one of the sponsors of our show. We'd like to thank them for that. We'd also like to thank the First Nation Medical Board, which is another sponsor of our show. Both of these entities are under the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. Why? Well, the federal government gave them the right to regulate the practice of traditional medicine. And so for physicians like myself who wish to help my patients achieve optimal health and wellness, we need some protection, and that is provided through the Indian nation. This is because there is no state in the country that regulates the practice of traditional medicine, and we want to thank the Crow tribe of Indians for stepping up to help us out in this regard. The First Nation Medical Board also helps those who do not have a medical board, such as Nature Pass, which in well, about 27 states need their help. One of the nice things about this board is that we can do clinical studies to help us learn more about the ways and means by which we can help our patients and share that information with the Indian nations. These are the type of clinical studies that we might not otherwise do through a hospital, university, or medical school. We look at the natural products and protocols to see what is actually working for our patients. And then well, sometimes we even publish these studies. As we did earlier this year, we did a study on nagalase and how it helps to uh, respond to an oral product called Orosal. Nagalase is something that, well, not tested by conventional doctors. There are a number of tests that are not tested by medical doctors. And so we have to go through special laboratories. It could be nutritional testing. It could be special allergy testing. It could be heavy metals. They typically don't test for things like nagalase, an enzyme produced by viruses and cancer. They don't check for AMAS, which is a cancer antibody test, or Epstein-Barr early antigen, a cancer-causing virus that indicates whether or not it is active, not just elevated. 
of course, if it's elevated, that can mean that it's active. We check these things in most of our patients because it's something that's missed by conventional medicine. But we have found there is an oral product that helps to normalize nagalase. It's called Orasal. And we published that information earlier this year. You can find that on the Academy of Comp- Comprehensive, or I should say Complementary Integrated Medicine Research.com. I sh- hope I said that right. ACIM Research. Org. Maybe it's .org. Anyway, we have a guest with us today. His name is Dr. Mark Berman. Dr. Mark Berman is a expert, I should say, in stem cell therapy. He's been doing it for at least the last 10 years and obtaining that stem cell from fat for the use of his patients. He's actually a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, and he's also the founder of a large network of physicians that he trains called Cell Surgical Network in the procedure of extracting fat, usually known as liposuction, and then obtain the stem cells from that fat for the use of his patients for a variety of medical conditions. So we want to talk about that today, and I'm sure that Mark can tell you a little bit more about himself because there is so much to tell, including the articles that he's published. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's good to be with you today. Thanks. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I just gave a very cursory <clears throat> introduction, but there's a few more things that you might want to add just to let us all know how important you really are. Well, I'll tell you how important I am. I just found out yesterday that my wife is a lot smarter than me, and uh, I just can't argue with that, so I can't be that important. I should have had her on the show. Um, But if we're married, all of our wives are smarter than us somehow. Maybe they're not that smart if we got them to marry us. Who knows? Um, I'll tell you what. I've had really a religious experience with stem cells, Dan, and I think you know this. Um, There's nothing short of divine intervention. Uh, I'm not particularly a real religious guy. I'm raised as a Jewish person, although I got kicked out of Hebrew school for missing too many uh, classes for Little League Baseball. But I married a Catholic girl, and I'll go to any church or any synagogue, or I'll go and pray in a Muslim mosque if you want me to. There's something really magical going on the last 10 years of my life. And uh, people always say, well, you were a plastic cosmetic surgeon. Why in the world would you be doing stem cell work? Let me just make it really clear that um, I'm not doing this alone. I'm working with a very large multidisciplinary team of excellent orthopedic surgeons. My partner, Dr. Elliot Lander, is a well-known urologist. Your buddy that I met you through is a really well-known cardiologist, Dr. Jackie C. We've got neurosurgeons and interventional radiologists and a whole terrific team of doctors we're working with. So um, hopefully, um, can you still hear me? I can hear you. And we're ending the or nearing the end of our first segment. So hold that thought and we will continue our discussion. Earlier, I mentioned that you can find the research we published on the web. The name of that, the website is acimresearch.org. I just wanted to make that clarification. Today, we have Dr. Mark Berman speaking with us. He's a plastic surgeon, expert in obtaining stem cells from fat for all types of medical conditions or at least musculoskeletal conditions. So we'll discuss exactly how he's using those stem cells. And he's also fighting to maintain your rights to use those cells. We'll talk about that as well. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, my friends, but stay with us because we'll be back.
To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're now in the second segment of our show, and we're talking with Dr. Mark Berman, who is a plastic surgeon from Beverly Hills, California, but also an expert in stem cells, not just the, the use of stem cells for his patients, but the training of other physicians in the use of stem cells. Now, before the break, Mark mentioned that his wife was smarter than he is. I learned that lesson a long time ago. It takes some time and some experience to realize that, well, our wives are right about almost everything all the time. And so when I got married, the advice that I was given was to learn how to say, you were right, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Those are the three most important things you can remember if you want to have a long lasting and healthy marriage. What do you think, Mark? Um, I remember not too long ago, my wife said to me, when are you going to be stop being such a jerk? Actually says I'm a little worse than that, but it was about the same thing. I said, you know, if I haven't figured out in the last 35 years, what makes you think I have any chance going forward? So I don't know what it is, but, you know, you just do your best and you kind of keep plodding along. I guess plotting is uh, the one of the keys to success. You got to keep going after something. Perseverance. Well, one of the things so, I've learned, you've got to best. you've got to find sources that you trust in medicine as well as in your personal life. And I just came to realize that when my wife had a premonition about something or someone, I need to stop and listen because she always proved to be right and I was always proved to be wrong. And so I took that as a sign that when she gave me counsel, I needed to heed that counsel. But we're always looking for sources of truthful information. And that's why we have you on the show today because we want you to tell us the truth about stem cells from fat. Are they safe or not? Not only are they safe, I will go on record and tell you there's not a drug on the planet nor a surgical procedure on the planet as safe as your own personal cells. And so what you realize, we can isolate stem cells from fat, not just a few, but vast quantities, far more than you get from bone marrow, for example. And we don't know why, you know, somehow God just put a boatload of stem cells in our adipose or fat tissue. And people always said, oh, you're a plastic surgeon. What business are you doing with stem cells? And the truth is, we started looking into using fat years ago. In fact, I've been doing fat transfer procedures, trying to make people look younger by, you know, filling up their cheeks and their brows and their face with volume for over 35 years. And when we do liposuction to harvest that fat, we actually mechanically dissociate stem cells from the fat. It actually means that we've been injecting fat with freely dissociated stem cells for over 35 years. If that doesn't prove it's incredibly safe, nothing has, nothing else will. So what we found is we're trying to uh, create large quantities of fat that we can inject into people who are really skinny, and you can grow fat cells in the lab. But if you inject just fat cells alone, nothing survives. And it turns out that eventually they found out that the cells around the fat, these little progenitor cells that we would call preadipocytes, were actually mesenchymal stem cells. So what's really neat is one gram of fat can have as many as a million stem cells associated with it. So just imagine, we usually harvest about an ounce of fat, which is just under 30 cc's of fat, and we can isolate anywhere from 5 to 40 million stem cells in an operative setting. So with a tiny little mini liposuction procedure, 
that's done under straight local anesthesia, uh, we can, within 10 to 15 minutes, do a simple procedure and then process that fat so that we isolate the cells from the fat, get rid of all the grease, and what's left over is a little broth that we call stromovascular fraction. So it's loaded with red cells, white cells, platelets, growth factors, and all these extra stem cells. Now, the stem cells in fat are actually of the three or four different varieties. They're the preadipocytes, which are what we call mesenchymal stem cell. The word mesenchyme is really synonymous with mesoderm. So for people listening, if you remember from biology, you have your ectoderm, mesoderm, and endoderm. And the mesoderm are the mesenchymal product parts of your body, like the support structure. You know, bone, cartilage, muscle, nerve, fat, connective tissue, things that kind of hold us together. So we can isolate those cells. In the blood vessels, in the walls of the blood vessels, there are a whole bunch of stem cells too. Those are commonly called hemopoietic stem cells. They're probably actually what we call angiogenic. They grow new blood vessels. So for every fat cell that grows, you need a blood supply. That's like grapes on a vine, if you will. On top of the blood vessels, there's some stem cells called pericytes. And then there's some free-floating stem cells from the bone marrow floating around the blood. So when we suck out this fat, we get a little bit of blood. We get pieces of blood vessel, get pieces of fat, and all these stem cells mixed in. Now, one of the really neat things is not only can we isolate vast quantities of stem cells, these are pretty much the same kind of cells as you would get in bone marrow. And the bone marrow cells age as we age because they're constantly replicating. But the fat cells age a lot slower because they only age every time they replicate and have to replace a fat cell. And fat cells live about seven to 10 years. Or if you get real fat, then you have to replicate a whole bunch of stem cells to make more fat. And there's actual studies now that show if you compare bone marrow versus fat cells from the same individual, and then we grow out the stem cells in the lab, the fat cells will be much more robust, grow a lot quicker. And when you measure their telomere, the, the bone marrow telomere is short and the fat telomere are long. So this is great. This means that for most people, they have an easy, readily available supply of stem cells that they can either use right away, which is what we call point of care, or they can bank those cells and grow them in a lab so they can use them later on and keep growing them over and over again. The importance of this is pretty basic. If I can just say the FDA makes a point that they think your stem cells are a drug because a drug can cure, treat, diagnose, or mitigate disease. But there's no drug or surgery that can actually heal you. If I give you a drug to get rid of your pneumonia and you stop coughing because you've killed the bacteria, you're still not healed until you clear out your lungs. And that's done by our immune system. In fact, you were mentioning COVID before, and what happens? If we have too many white blood cells and not enough stem cells to actually repair our lungs, we can injure our lungs by forming scar tissue. So the COVID people who are very old or have comorbidities end up with a combination of pulmonary fibrosis. They're also getting hyaline membrane disease because these white blood cells are overflowing and they're injuring not just the lungs, but the blood vessels allowing hyaluronic acid into the lungs too. If these people actually could get stem cells, we probably could save a lot of the critically ill patients. But it's almost impossible to get these stem cell studies approved because the FDA says we're making a drug. So remember what I said, 
Drugs can cure, treat, diagnose, and mitigate disease, but they don't heal you. Your stem cells can cure, treat, diagnose, mitigate, and heal. They're not equivalent, you know? Uh, to me, that's the bottom line. The FDA has tried to confound the idea that these are equivalent so they can conflate the idea that, therefore, we have to make your stem cells just like a mass-produced pharmaceutical. So I'll give you two questions. One is, can you name, uh, why is there no major pharmaceutical company, for example, filing for investigational new drug studies on stem cells, on personal stem cells? And the second question is, if what's safer? This is an easy question. What's safer? An FDA-approved drug, okay, that's gone through all the trials and everything, the FDA has approved that drug, or what we do, a non-approved FDA surgical procedure that we've been doing for 10 years? The answer should be almost obvious. FDA approves drugs all the time, and nobody finds out how dangerous they are until they've killed or injured seriously, maybe thousands, if not tens of thousands of people, and somebody starts putting the dots together. Once the FDA approves a drug, people start taking like it's, you know, this gold-plated miracle stuff because the FDA says it's approved. If I was doing a procedure and was injuring anybody, I wouldn't be doing it for 10 years. I wouldn't even be doing it for 10 days. I would have stopped it, you know, when I, you know, the first year I started doing it. But the fact is, we found out this is so safe. We have virtually no serious adverse events because they're your own cells, your own personal cells. And I'll explain why that's so important. So FDA approval is not necessarily uh, the, the magical gold seal. The really important thing is the drug companies have no reason to try to you know, promote this because they can't sell it. Whose cells are there? They're my cells. Can you get a patent on my own cells? Well, you and I are working on just that problem right now. These are natural occurring products. You can't patent it, really. And I own it. So I, as a doctor, I can't take your cells out of your body and sell them anywhere. I can't even sell them back to you. All I can do is provide you a service. There's no commerce. There's no interstate commerce. The FDA fundamentally only has two jurisdictions. One, over interstate commerce, where there's drugs or food or biologicals, they police interstate commerce. Also, through a 1944 law, the Surgeon General gave them authority to prevent the transmission of communicable disease between states. We have no interstate commerce, and we have no risk of disease transmission because we're using your own personal cells. So the bottom line for us is to understand our bodies are made up of basically dozens of trillions of cells. Every injury in your body is a cell injury. And if you can provide your body with the optimal healing cell, which is a stem cell, then you have a chance to actually heal many conditions that we treat without healing. So when we give drugs for arthritis, we're just trying to mask the pain and hope your body heals the cell. If I give you a stem cells, I can actually repair your cartilage or repair the injury. If you had a neurodegenerative condition, we might be able to actually reverse that. And we've actually done studies on concussion, for example, and showing you can completely reverse concussion overnight with you know your own cells. So there's no doubt stem cells are the most optimal way of healing ourselves. I know there's a lot of other things we can do as well, but these are the very basis for our most essential healing. And the problem is a lot of drug companies don't like us for obvious reasons. We give people cells for back and neck pain, and they're off their opioids. 
and we can uh, give them for knee pain, and all of a sudden they don't need a total knee replacement. And so this is a very transformative and actually disruptive uh, technology. Well, hold that thought. We're going to talk more about using stem cells or treatment of our patients. And I agree, this is a different approach. This is emphasizing health and wellness, not just sick care and disease management. You're listening to Dr. Dan Royal with Dr. Mark Berman, plastic surgeon and stem cell expert. I should say fat stem cell expert. We're going to take a short break and hear word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back. Stay with us. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We're back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. Remember, you can always reach me directly if you have a medical question by emailing droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic. Dot com or call us directly at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Now, before the break, we were talking about obtaining stem cells, your stem cells from your fat tissue and how incredibly safe that is. One of the things that we were discussing during the break is that as physicians of holistic medicine or we're emphasizing a treatment or protocol to improve the health and well-being of our patients, we have a very narrow margin for error. It would mortify us to harm any patient. And oftentimes, to be sure that what we're doing is safe, we've often experienced it ourselves. So for example, I never ask a patient to do anything that I'm not already doing, haven't done, or am unwilling to do myself. I would not expose anybody to a risk that I didn't think was safe because, well, Harming a patient would mortify us and our conscience. So we hold ourselves to a very high standard. Unlike uh, the pharmaceutical companies, when they have a drug that's approved by Big Pharma and it's introduced in the market and bad things happen, you have liver failure, kidney disease, uh, or even death. Uh, That is not something we have the luxury of living with. Isn't that right, Mark? That's exactly right. In fact, uh, you just reminded me, You know, there's one stem cell product that the FDA always talks about. The only stem cell product approved by the FDA has been uh, allergenic. In other words, stem cells from somebody else that was matched for leukemia or oncology patients. And if you look at the research on that, there are really high numbers, anywhere from 11 to 40 percent of serious graft-versus-host disease where there's uh, serious complications and even death in these patients. And that doesn't even include the complications from taking the immunosuppressant drugs to try to treat this. And and so that's already approved and it's it's dangerous. What we're doing, by the way, is also what we call personal cell therapy. And why we took this little niche is because not only can we get plenty of stem cells from your own body, your cells in your own body, you can't reject. Okay, And by the way, there's no human on the planet, even a newborn human, that you can say is a sterile animal. We're subject to viruses, prions, who knows what is in the air. We, we didn't even know about COVID you know, eight or nine months ago, and there were people probably walking around with COVID viruses. And so if you're taking cells from somebody else, they can be contaminated. Now, your own cells obviously can be contaminated, but you can't contaminate yourself with your own virus or your own prions. They're already in your body. So we don't have any risk from using our own cells or tissues. 
In fact, you realize there's a law, the American Disabilities Act, that prevents us from not operating on people who have things like HIV or hepatitis. I have to take care of those patients. You have to take care of those patients. So these people would actually be excluded from ever getting stem cells if they were really a drug that had to be proved to be sterile. So anyway, those are the two really important points why we like using personal cell therapy in your own cells. What I want people to understand is we've been doing this for 10 years now. We set about studying safety first to make sure this was safe. So we've already published several papers. We, the first paper we ever published was a safety study that showed this is exceptionally safe to use your own cells. And, you know, and then we put every patient we treat on an online database. It's transparent. Anybody can you know, get the data. We use that data to help explain what we're doing because the way medicine progresses, and surgery in particular, it's usually by collecting data or recapitulating each other's observations. So if I'm treating somebody and I'm getting improvement with their knees, but my colleagues can't, does the same thing and he can't get improvement, that tells you something's fishy. But when you get dozens, if not hundreds of doctors getting the same results, doing the same procedure that we're doing, it helps really move the, the, um, the chart. And what we're learning is some things do really well. We were talking earlier, musculoskeletal things respond really well, particularly depending upon when you get to them. And I'll explain that in a second. Some things do okay, and some things just don't respond that well at all. And um, I can give you the example of something I think we have a really hard time with. For example, ALS. We're treating a variety of neurodegenerative conditions, and we have some great results, concussion, we can treat it right away. If I was in the NFL, every team should have stem cells waiting for their players at the end of the game. Somebody gets hit on the head, you give them stem cells at night. They won't, the concussion will literally be over the next day. And we actually have a grant that we got funded, or we got approved for rather, with the Air Force. Uh, we're waiting for funding. COVID holds up all that stuff. But my son did a lot of great studies on concussion. And they did a, um, uh, filed a grant with the Air Force to study PTSD. PTSD being post-traumatic stress disorders, probably from multiple concussions causing really the same problem they get in football, what we call chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So a lot of hits to your head. You start getting kind of dementia, you gain problems. You can end up Muhammad Ali. Remember, he had Parkinson's. That wasn't just natural autoimmune Parkinson's problems from multiple you know, trauma to cerebellum. Anyway, the point is, there are a lot of things you can do with your own stem cells, but the key that we've learned over these last 10 years is the state of the injury. So the patients we actually see, because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of the people in academia and pharmaceutical and FDA are telling people, all oh, these are unproven and unsafe. It's incredibly safe. We've got plenty of proof by recapitulation but we still have to collect the data. And so as we collect the data, what we learn is who comes to us? Mostly patients who are desperate. Take a typical arthritis patient. They've got a bad knee. They, got, they were put on Motrin and ibuprofen. They were put on other pain pills. They were then given steroid injections. They were given hyaluronins. They may have been even scoped and they didn't get better. Now they're told they need a total knee replacement. And they come to us, you go, oh God, can we try the stem cells? 82% of our knee patients straight across the board get long-term results where they have improvement. 
they actually can grow back cartilage, improve their joints, and live pretty pain-free for a number of years. Obviously, your cells are living products of your body, just like any you know um, mechanical device, just like a car. We're going to break down over time. So the neat thing about stem cells, they represent great replacement parts. So we can give them over and over again as needed. So here you've got a situation where we're getting the hardest cases to treat, and we're still getting pretty good results, where if we could get patients earlier on, like an acute concussion is much easier to treat than somebody who's had multiple concussions. Having said that, even with multiple concussions, you can improve some of their cognitive functions and things like that. Cerebral palsy. You know what? We've had really good success treating kids with cerebral palsy. I'll give you one that's really interesting. I just had a colleague call me from uh, Turkey today because they want to treat uh, wounded warriors there, but they have a number of people who have been paralyzed. We're working with a team in Kunming, China, southern China, that actually can reverse paralysis. And how do they do it? If you're in a car or a fall, in a car accident or a bad fall, you break your neck or your back, when you break your spine, spinal cord's like a rope. You don't break it. But you break all the blood vessels around it, that causes a lot of bleeding, a lot of inflammation, and ultimately results in scar tissue around the spinal cord. That blocks neurotransmission, devascularizes the spinal cord. This team in China is using our technology together with their surgical procedure. And what they do is they'll stabilize the, the, the vertebrae. They'll literally open up the cover of the spinal cord, clean off the scar tissue, and then inject the stem cell solution that we make from their adipose cells. And within three or four months, they have these people walking again. It's unbelievable. But, you know, I've been there. I've seen it. We've actually sent a half a dozen patients or more to China. Not everybody gets better. It depends, you know, how well they can clean off the spinal cord and how well the stem cells reanastomose the, the cord. But it works. And that's, you know, it's really amazing. So we've been able to help a lot of people with stuff like this. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying, the key to cell therapy is you have cells that can either repair struggling cells by donating parts to the cell, or if the cell is actually dead or injured, say something like with radiation necrosis, you can replace that cell. Somehow the stem cells can pick up the messenger RNA, encode with their DNA, and replicate into a new cell. Uh, or differentiate into a new cell. So this is a really neat, simple way of actually healing yourself. And, um, you know, like I, we were talking earlier, we have a little bit of a battle with the FDA. And we'll discuss that if you want. But the, our issue is we're not making a drug. We're isolating your own cells for your own use during the same day surgery for your own purposes. And we think um, this is going to be the new direction of medicine. In fact, I will guarantee you right now, this is going to replace a lot of drug use. You mentioned who uses it. I've used the cells of myself. I've had some back problems. And within three or four weeks, my back problem is gone. My wife was the second patient we ever treated. She had bad hip from years of running marathons and six miles every day. And for years, she had pretty bad hip pain. And she's been pain free. In fact, she'll go to Soul Cycle. Uh, four or five times a week until COVID came along. She was there almost every day. So, um, yeah, we treat ourselves. The doctors who are in our network, they all come and have treatment done because they know it works and has worked for them and their family. So it's well, hold that fun. thought. 
We're going to continue our discussion, come back from the break. I love what you're talking about, about treating yourself and your family, and, and I'll share you my experience when we come back from the break. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. We're talking with Dr. Mark Berman, plastic surgeon and expert in the use of stem cells from your fat. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back. Stay with us. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to our final segment of today's The Royal Treatment with Dr. Mark Berman, plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, California, an expert in the use of, well, mesenchymal cells obtained from your fat. Before the break, I promised I would share my own story with you because, well, as Mark mentioned, we often treat ourselves and our families because if what we have is great, we want to share it. About 10 years ago, we developed a methodology of harvesting stem cells from another source, your blood. It's a little more problematic than obtaining it from your fat because when I say problematic, it means you have to take a supplement prior to the harvesting of your blood. We have to allow the blood to naturally separate for a couple of days before we can give it back to the patient. So we are not able to simply draw blood and give it back. It has to be prepared in a way for us to obtain the stem cells. That's because these stem cells are not normally circulating in your blood. Well, long story short, when I was a teenager, I developed a rotoscoliosis that caused me discomfort for many years. And I tried a number of things. I tried prolotherapy, yoga stretching, exercise, and so forth. And all these things helped to some degree, but it wasn't until I had stem cells that the pain and discomfort from the rotoscoliosis when I say rotoscoliosis, that means that you have not just a curve, but a compensatory curve. So it wasn't until I did stem cells that that pain discomfort completely disappeared. And that was 10 years ago. And so I've been a big believer and a big proponent of stem cells for the use uh, of my own practice and patients. <clears throat> there are a number of ways by which stem cells can be delivered. In my case, they weren't even given into the area where I was experiencing discomfort. They were simply given by IV infusion. We have some patients where we are able to use, well, exosome stem cells or PRP into their spinal canal through something called a caudal block. It's actually a very safe injection where we enter through the sacral area as opposed to higher up. And we've had patients in our office that were completely pain-free before they left. I have a neighbor we treated who was smoking marijuana to deal with her pain. And this was months ago, and she's still completely pain-free, as I was 10 years ago. Well, during the remainder of our segment, we'd like Mark to talk about what he's doing to protect us all to have access to this holistic therapy, because he's in a battle with the FDA. And Mark, tell us so, how this all began, as you were discussing with me during the break. Well, you know what? This is more divine intervention. Not the best divine intervention for me, but it is anyway. For some reason, the FDI, FDA recognized that we were a very large, growing uh, network of doctors. And uh, the FDA had written uh, regulations about cell therapy. They called them human cells, tissue, and tissue-based products, or HCTPs. Unfortunately, the FDA regulations are very unambiguous and it's very clear. And there's an exception for FDA regulations. That is, if you're doing the same-day surgery, they realize that you're not doing interstate commerce, and I'm sure that's the original reason, and you're not doing anything different than what surgeons would do. Therefore, you should be exempt because you're not making a drug for sale. But somehow the FDA um, has tried to apply 
their rules on cells to suggest that if it's not autologous same day, not even same day surgery, autologous minimal manipulation, homologous use. In other words, if we're not, we don't change the cells into something else, and we use them only for what the tissue of the cells are meant to be used for, and we don't make claims about the product, then you could be exempt. But anything that they consider is more than minimal manipulation or not same cells, same tissue use, then you might have a drug product. So the FDA is trying to suggest that we're making a drug because we're violating these rules. Actually, we're in step with their regulations because we don't do anything except separate out the cells from the fat and put back the cells. The definition of HCTP is that if you take out the cells or tissue or tissue products, it's okay as long as you put back the person's cells or tissue or tissue products. And you didn't change them to some other unknown manufactured cell or tissue product. And that's exactly what we do. The FDA has completely messed up these rules and try to confuse everybody so they can have authority over you. And you're exactly right. We're more fighting for the, the people. I, if I lose a lawsuit, I can go back to doing cosmetic surgery. I'm a cosmetic surgeon in Beverly Hills. I can make plenty of money, and I can make stem cells for myself and my family and live happily ever after. But I can't make them for my patients. I can't make them for anybody else if the government, you know, prevents me from doing it. And, and this is what's absolutely ridiculous. We're living in a time where the government is using authority that they don't have. And doctors have become the sheep of the healthcare industry. We kind of go along with it. I don't even get it. Like, you know, right now, the government's saying you can't use hydroxychloroquine for um, COVID. But the government has no authority to tell doctors what we can use. If a drug is approved, you can use it for anything you want. In fact, there is a law in the books. Anybody can look it up. It's called 21 USC 360. And it simply says, if you're a licensed practitioner, you can use any drug or any device for the sole use of your patients in your practice. So, you know, I don't understand how the FDA has even gotten away with all this stuff. But we have a court case that's been going on for over two and a half years. And at this point, I'm really convinced we're going to win. The FDA filed a summary judgment against us back in January, and they lost. That's a pretty good omen. What the judge said, look, they're taking out the fat, and they're putting back the cells that were in the fat. So it doesn't matter. As long as they put back the cells or the tissue or the tissue products from that person, they're allowed to do that. And he thought the only issue we had to show is that we didn't change the cells. And we can't. Uh, you know, you talk about smart. Remember, I said my wife is smarter than me. I'll tell you, I'm not smart enough to make a new cell. The cells in your body were made by you and only you. I could never figure out how to make another cell. So all we're doing is repurposing this large quantity of these wonderful cells that are in your body, the stem cell. And to be clear, you know, I'm not sure we really explain that well, but the reason stem cells are so important is they're basically a blank slate of your DNA. And they've got all these important things in them that your cells need, like mitochondria and exosome particles that can make a health cell healthier and stem cells have the ability to go to an injured cell and just transport particles to it to help it be healthier. Or, as we're saying, stem cells can actually differentiate and change into the new cell by picking up information from cells. Uh, my understanding is stem cell therapy was actually started in Russia when during the Cold War, they, they put a bunch of scientists in a lab in Siberia and said, figure out 
how to prevent or how to treat, you know, nuclear fallout, reverse radiation damage. And that's where the idea of stem cells came up. So you radiate a bunch of rats, you give them stem cells, and boom, they're alive again. So we can do these wonderful things with these cells. We just have to get through this court case. Interestingly, we were supposed to start the case today. And the last minute, we had a pretrial meeting two weeks ago. Uh, about five days after the pretrial meeting, everything was all set. We got a notice that we're going to be delayed until November. So we've been delayed. This will be about the fourth or fifth delay we've had. But we'll go to court probably in three months from now, hopefully in November. And we'll have our case against the FDA. I absolutely guarantee we will win the case. Not only are we right by what we've done, the FDA has violated uh, several laws trying to uh, file this case against us. So there's a um, very interesting thing. It's called the Administrative Procedures Act. It tells agencies how they have to behave in order to stay legal. And one of the things, if an agency writes a regulation and you challenge it, you have three ways you can challenge it. It could be arbitrary and capricious. It could be illegal or it could be unconstitutional. Guess what? The FDA hit the trifecta on this one. The, the rules they've written are arbitrary and capricious. They're not scientific. They don't have to do with anything. The FDA has had to go out of their way to make up these, you know, silly uh, fairy tales to try to make their point. It's illegal because the way they wrote the laws, I can't even tell you how many ways I can point out the illegality of these rules, rules that they've written. And fundamentally, the most important thing, I think, is unconstitutional. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our patients' right to use their own cells. In the Constitution, both Amendments 5 and 14 give us right to privacy, property, and due process. And if you think a fetus, Roe v. Wade said a fetus is your property, if a fetus is your property, your cells are definitely your property, and I have no right to your property without your permission. And you have a right to use your cells any way you want to. That should be the most fundamental constitutional issue. That should nullify the whole case. But as I said before, we have laws like 21 USC 360. You and I can use any drug or any device as long as it's for the sole use of our practice and our patient. So I don't even understand why we're getting sued. We're within the regulations. The FDA's twisted everything to try to confuse everybody, but they haven't fooled us. And at this point, honestly, I think between myself and our lawyers, there's nobody in the world who understands the regulations as well as we do. So our goal is to win this case and help our patients be able to get to cell therapy and make it widely uh, spread. We really recommend using an online database to collect data. We're absolutely transparent, willing to stay transparent. And we think the FDA could help if they wanted to help sponsor such a thing instead of trying to sue doctors from helping their patients. I agree. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Good thoughts, good words. We wish you well in your case against the FDA, because as you mentioned, you're fighting for all of us, the patients and the right to use our stem cells for the treatment of holistic health and well-being. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. We've been listening to Dr. Mark Byrne, a plastic surgeon and Beverly Hills, an expert in the use of stem cells for your fat. We'll be back again next week for another episode of The Royal Treatment. And hopefully your time with us has been well spent if you learn one new thing, then it has. Until next week, my friends, may you all be well.